Welcome to episode 26 of Papa PhD. Being the last episode of 2019, instead of an interview, this week I'm bringing you a collection of inspiring pearls of wisdom the guests have shared so far. I hope you enjoy them. Happy listening and happy sharing. Welcome to Papa PhD with David Mendez, the podcast where we explore careers and life after grad school with guests who have walked the road less traveled and have unique stories to tell about how they made their place in a world of constantly evolving rules. Get ready to go off the beaten path and hop on for an exciting new episode of Papa PhD. I'd really love you, the audience, to play an active role in the show. So if there's a theme you'd like to see covered on the show, or if there's a guest you'd like me to interview, head over to anchor.fm forward slash PhD and drop us a voice message to be featured on a future episode. On the Papa PhD website, you can also subscribe to our newsletter and get our resource sheet at the bottom of every page, and you can also leave us a written message in our contacts page. Welcome to the show. On episode one, Dana Murchison shared about the importance of allowing yourself to think big when thinking of your career opportunities. I think the the first and biggest thing would be um, to to think big about what the possibilities are. You know, um, well, and I I think you know things like like this project that you're working on. Um, you know, things like this podcast. I think really help people to to realize that there are a lot of opportunities, a lot of ways that you can go in addition to just, you know, um, you know, continuing on in academia, right? So, you know, don't be scared to kind of be a little bit audacious about what, what kind of direction you might be able to go into. Um, and to really think about what, what's going to work for you, what's going to resonate for you. Um, and then, you know, do the work of figuring out how you're going to spin yourself, how you're going to, how you're going to develop that personal brand, how you're going to, you know, how you're going to spin it so that you are the right person to do that. thing. On episode two, Joel Macker talked about the importance of staying curious. Are you still learning stuff? You know, I thought I've got a PhD, I'm an intelligent person. Um, but when I was doing my MBA, I realized that um, if you're not studying something quite rigorously, you know, you don't feel, you, you know, especially, of course, I was in my late 40s doing my MBA as well. But you don't, uh, uh, your mind does begin to stagnate. So keep learning because after a year of my MBA, I felt, I was 20 years younger mentally. Again, my agility came back and that was great. You know, it was a great feeling. Um, so I would say just keep learning, no matter what it is, do a Coursera course, you know, uh, learn about uh, um, extraterrestrial life. You know, uh, if uh, there's a course on the search for extraterrestrial life or, you know, learn about anything. I think that's really important. And again, every opportunity increases your network. On episode three, Mark Roberts shares why you should never feel like you're stuck professionally. The key mindset is just to keep reminding yourself 
that if what you're doing, say that new job outside academia you started, if it doesn't live up to your expectations, that doesn't mean that you made the wrong move and that you've somehow failed. So you really should have just stayed in academia after all. No, that's not what that means. You can always leave that new job. You can find another job either in the same field or perhaps you've discovered that field just isn't for you. So you do something brand new again. You're really never stuck unless you convince yourself you're stuck. And so um, what, what I would really recommend is that everybody is their own pep squad. <laughs> so when things aren't working out, just keep telling yourself that things will turn around for you one way or another. On episode four, Rob Hutchison talks about why it's important to identify your strong suits. First, I would say to identify what you are good at and what you enjoy doing. So they may not necessarily be the same thing, but hopefully your future job would contain elements of both. And next, I would say start working on your brand early. So this would mean developing your CV and your LinkedIn page, but also putting together your elevator pitch to summarize your profile. This is something that you should have prepared to recite to someone if an opportunity arises. And then third, I would say, don't be afraid to take a leap. So to try new things and do things that scare you, like I mentioned before. Um, some people might like the idea of just doing the same old repetitive tasks and over and over again. But if you want to progress in your career, keep things interesting and do more meaningful work that makes a real difference, whether it be for your clients or for anyone else, then I think that you need to take risks and put yourself out there. On episode six, Fiona Robinson talks about the importance of finding your passion. If you're doing research, I think that the two top things that you're that are transferable from that are your critical thinking skills and your ability to take a big project, break it into pieces, analyze those, get those done, tie them back together and, and bring them back to the whole. I think you can do that. And pretty much anyone doing research is doing that. Then you can do anything. You can, you can take on any kind of challenge. So then it's finding where do you want to put your energy? What are you passionate about? I know they say, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, whatever. You still have to work. It's not always fun. And not everybody gets to work doing what they love. But there's got to be something that you're doing or that you wish you could do that, that draws you. On episode seven, Filipa Carreira Barbosa talks about why you deserve to be where you are today. Work life is really, really stressful nowadays in every field. And so it's, it's really stressful. But if you are doing it, it's because you deserve it <laughs> and, and and love yourself because it's very hard in in nowadays the, the working life science wise and everything it's hard and so rest as well take holidays on episode eight emily roberts tells us why it's important to have a side hustle during your phd start doing actual work outside of your role as a graduate student or postdoc. Um, and by work, I don't necessarily mean paid work, although that is preferable. It could be volunteer work. But anything, just to gain any kind of experiences outside of your primary one as you know, a researcher, um, as a student, um, as a trainee. Because working, if it's a side hustle or a volunteer position or an internship or whatever it is, gives you Again, those additional perspectives um, that you might be seeking at this time and 
you know, is usually something you can put on your CV because a lot of the the fear I think at this stage is around um, I don't have any work experience. I don't have any recent work experience. All employers are looking for the PhD plus two years of work experience as an entry-level position. Well, of course, we know that's negotiable, right? Uh, but something you can do is while at the same time you're finishing your PhD, you can start that work experience clock even on a part-time basis just by reaching out and having some of these other um, experiences. In episode nine, Kelly Bullock shares advice on finding a fulfilling career. Yeah, so that is a, it's obviously a huge task to make that transition and to even begin to understand what you want to do. And I think one of the main things is to do your research, find a vocation that is profitable, fulfilling, but also can provide value to your audience and make you feel like you're making a valuable contribution. Uh, and that's not always the easiest thing to do, but if you do that research and you you have a, a decent idea of some that something's actually going to earn you money and be fulfilling, you'll be that that's 90% of the battle. On episode 10, Tamara Luke talks about why it's important to allow yourself to try new things. Seek opportunities that pop up and interest you. Um, even if they don't fit neatly into the path you think you're supposed, I'm supposed to use in quotation, hair quotes, supposed to fall on. Um, if it's interesting to you, pick it up. At the very least, it's nothing. You've learned that it's not your cup of tea um, and it isn't for you. And at the very most, you could love it and it could, you could be really good at it and it could lead to an exciting career opportunity or, um, you know, like a volunteer or extracurricular uh, opportunity for you. You just never know what's going to be out there unless you take the plunge. Um, and you know, like I said, it doesn't have to be something that neatly fits on like a predetermined path that you think you're supposed to follow. In episode 11, Chris Kent talks about resources available to people looking into entrepreneurship. We're at a time where there are loads of resources available um, to, to people coming out of grad school, especially with entrepreneurial ideas. Um, there's tons of really good accelerator programs you know, be it Y Combinator or uh, the Creative Destruction Lab program, which is a program that we did um, that was phenomenal. Um, but honestly, you know, the, the biggest value to a lot of those programs is that it introduces you to um, lots of other founders, uh, lots of other people trying to do similar things. Um, it may not be the exact same company or the exact same technology, but, but they're all struggling with, you know, different varieties of the same problems. Um, and so talking to them can be hugely helpful. In episode 12, Adriana Bankston talks about the importance of learning to tell your story. Learn how to talk about your science to other individuals and other groups who are not scientists. So even if you have friends that are not in science, you know, talk to them and see if they understand what you're doing. Taking classes and, um, you know, being able to, I think the way that we started is, creating resources that, you know, if institutions may have them or if they don't have them, it's always helpful to try and create them yourself. In episode 13, Dr. Kiki Sanford talks about imposter syndrome and how to deal with it. So imposter syndrome is something that we are hearing a lot about these days. Uh, just know 
that if you are in graduate school, you have gotten there for a very good reason and you are a capable, intelligent human being. And, uh, you know, find other people that you can connect with. I think that is number one. Humans are social beings. And if we keep all these things to ourselves, it's, it's damaging in the end. And we need to be able to connect with other people about, about these thoughts of this, this thing, this thing we're attempting. You know, graduate school is a long, uh, it's a long and arduous adventure. And you, you're not always going to feel like you're winning, right? It's not always winning. There's a lot of losing. There's a lot of failure and it makes you feel really bad and it makes you doubt yourself. Um, so find other people. I mean, if you don't have a great relationship with your PI, find other grad students, find other advisors, but you, you need to search for those people. Um, you know, sometimes they come to you, but you need to be willing to open your eyes and see them as a, as a possible connection. In episode 15, David Freiheit talks about the importance of taking part in student life. Pick something that you like. Um, don't give up on it too early because sometimes people say, I don't, I've done one semester in whatever program and I don't like it, so now I have to find something else. Life moves quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't stick to something for 10 years if, if you know you hate it after five, and I'm thinking of myself <laughs> in litigation. But as far as you know, study goes, just uh, be diligent, m- make friends with the students, and something I also forgot is make friends with the professors and not friends as in like buddy, buddy, just let the professors know that you're interested in what you're studying, what you're, what's going on. Um, because when a professor knows that you're serious and that you exist and that you're responsible and you're taking things seriously, mm-hmm. um, on the one hand, it's, it's, it's good to know the professors personally, but on the other hand, if it comes to asking for a revision of an exam and the, and the professor knows that you've been working hard all semester versus he's never seen you except when it comes time to complain about an yeah. exam, it changes things a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's the very strategic way uh, to look at it. But um, knowing your professors and getting to know them, having getting to know what they want mm-hmm. is also amazing. But uh, as far as the transition, get out there, meet people, yeah. get to know the city, mm-hmm. and just don't get stuck in the habit of going to school, going home and, uh, you know, not, not, uh, not meeting people and not getting out there. In episode 16, Sethi Raja Shekran talks about why it is important to set short and long-term objectives for yourself. Try and create, uh, or, or figure out what the, the sort of short-term objective is. Uh, and you know, like, and a long-term objective. So the long-term one doesn't have to be very specific, like I want to save the lives of, of moms and babies in Africa, but it can be like, I, I want to have meaningful impact in someone's life in health, right? But that's one long-term objective. And then the short-term one is, to do this, I think I need to understand how you know, drugs make their way into the market. Uh, and, and then from that, work your way backwards to understanding what skill sets you need. Uh, and learn as much as possible. In episode 18, Simon Moore asks a question that can help you throughout your professional life. You gotta constantly ask yourself, what are you gonna be when you grow up? Because it's not gonna be the same. 
it's going to keep evolving. Like you're it's not like whatever you graduate high school, you graduate university, you graduate your PhD. It's not. It was, I mean, I, I think even hopefully it won't stay the same. You know, that you're, you're going to evolve and things will change. And it might stay the same for a little while, but at some point it's going to change. You got to keep reevaluating. So who are you going to be when you grow up? Keep asking yourself that. And that's been very good. Um, very good advice. In episode 19, Abel Polizet talks about why mental health should be your top priority. Yeah, but I mean, think, think of a, when you have an accident, you break your leg. You go to the doctor and the doctor say, oh, you have to see it. You have to take some rest. Okay. And they, they give you some exercises and, and nobody ever tells us that you can also break your leg in, my, in your, in your head. I mean, something can go wrong with, with your brain. I mean, you're, you, we're using, I mean, especially people who have intellectual jobs, they use their brains every day. So football players, you go there, you run, you, you tackle, and at some point you break something or you kind of, uh, you get a, you got an injury. But there is no acknowledgement that also the brain can get injured. And that is not permanent. I mean, we have also this perception, oh, if, it's, if the brain has some problem, it's something permanent, it's mad, it's, it's stupid, it's whatever. It's like, no, the brain is a, considered a muscle. At some point, the brain has something that goes wrong and which is something that will happen to everyone in their life. And then you, the only thing you have to do is to take some rest, just like the same thing you do when you twist your ankle, you take some rest. You t- twist your brain, take some rest. You break something, it's more serious, take some more rest. Or even go to a doctor, and the doctor will say, okay, we should address this, this, this. It just, it's just part of your body. So yes, mental health is important, but it's important also to acknowledge that we have, uh, we have to, not just to look after that, we, just, we have the right to, to be ill for some, point, for, uh, for some time. In episode 20, Drew Slack talks about the importance of reaching out to professionals in your areas of interest. Be fearless and be, uh, and be determined in, uh, in, in chatting with people and seeking out opportunities for mentorship uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, knowledge gathering uh, as early and as often as time permits. Uh, and uh, you know, I've always, always found people so, so happy and eager to help. I think as scientists especially, you know, to coming back to my own personal uh, or our personal sort of domain, uh, you know, because we're, we're a bit, uh, you know, we're always held to account and, and we're never far away from, uh, from, from some episode of failure, right. And, uh, and, uh, as researchers, uh, we, we have a kind of a, a humility, uh, that makes us want to help people, but I found it in other domains too. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would say le- leverage, uh, every every opportunity possible and and don't just uh decide uh that uh, you're you're going to settle on on one narrow area of uh of study or research or career path uh, you know i think uh you don't know what you don't know in episode 21 margaret mcdesian talks about the importance of starting to network right now during your academic life try to network don't stay focused only on the microscope. You have to go out, you have to out, talk to other people, you have to collaborate. Also, try to get a sense of the budget, how much you're spending, how can you make processes better and faster around you. And this also counts more cost-effective and you know, more, more efficient in general. Um, that's, that's something like academia lacks, but you can try to develop on your own. Right, the network and the knowledge around. 
if you like to do something like courses or, you know, like I'm thinking about entrepreneurship, go to those networking events, go to the, to the talks, listen how it is. Don't be afraid to talk to people, what they feel about it and what's their major challenges and, and see if it's really for you and pursue this career. For women in general, I think the most important is remember that if you're there, you're very privileged to be there in academia or in a high position or wherever you are. Remember to look back and try to help others achieve the same. In episode 22, Cindy Havington talks about how creating an interdisciplinary skill set could influence your career down the road. You have to step as hard as as hard as it is because we already don't have a lot of time but to step out of the lab uh, and to to do something else even get i don't know some sort of one year program uh, in a different field that that merges with yours you know like uh, if it's in psychology and you know you don't want to become you know you don't want to do research in psychology l- look into whatever aspect that you enjoyed so whether it's child development or um, aging or whatever it could be, just to merge. I think also not to be afraid to merge your education with something else. Um, and it could be a weird mix. You know, it could be uh, you just finished your PhD in neuroscience and you love cooking, um, and you might, you know, talk about the neuroscience of baking. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, don't be afraid to merge two different fields because that's what I did. I, I I hesitated when I wanted to look into education a little bit more, and but it was that jump or that leap into something different that really helped me. On episode 23, Mark Crandall shares advice on dealing with criticism and with comparing yourself with others. Most people take action or don't take action based off what they think other people are going to think about them. And I'm going to hand you the golden ticket right here. People are not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves and they're thinking about what you're going to do and how that's going to make them look. So when you really start to focus on why you're doing what you're doing and what you want to do in life, and you stop thinking about what other people are thinking, which is themselves, you can get really, really intentional and and really, really clear on what you want to do, and you can live a life of purpose. On episode 24, Jules Costa talks about the importance of being patient in your search for the dream job. I think the PhD, the life in academia, is very full of... um, existential uh, questioning and uh, once you find a, a solution let it let it sink in and uh, and then take the risk like there's no there's no right path uh, you just you you'll you'll see there is really not a solution there's not a formula and you have been uh, uh, until now like if you are a phd student say until now you've been following a, a certain direction that the educational system has provided you or the society that you are in but you'll realize that there's so many avenues and so many possibilities so uh yeah chill out uh, i would say uh, and uh, and um, get some sun and uh, get some positive vibes wherever you can find and um, yeah, go for it. It's, I, I know that it seems like a race. I know that it seems very complicated for many people. But uh, I, I really feel that there's always a, some sort of solution. And you just have to, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's wait for it. Uh, but once you've found it, uh, don't let it go. And on episode 25, Joana Lubantun shares some advice on how to choose your own path during your grad studies. 
I think people should, uh, if you really love science and you want to to dive in in research, you should definitely go for a PhD. And it's okay if you change your mind midway and you change a little bit uh, route. Don't forget, it's your PhD. It's not your supervisor's. It's your PhD. So you have the right to choose your own path. Choose a supervisor. The choice of supervisor is super important. So choose a supervisor you see eye to eye with, not just for his or her scientific resume, but also for their human qualities, their personality, the way they work, it has to work for you as well. Um, the other thing is when you're midway through a PhD, it's super natural to have doubts, especially between the second and the third year when everything is going wrong, because usually when it goes wrong, it's between the second and the third year, and you really wonder what am I doing with my life. But um, if you want to do science-related stuff, well, just, just hang in there and finish it, and it will be worth it. Because when you finish your PhD, it's not just the science that you've learned. You've learned a set of skills that will be super important for you in the future, like problem-solving and teamwork and meeting other people and getting people to help you solve problems and looking for answers and so many things that you learn along the way. So having a PhD is an asset. If you're doing a PhD and thinking of becoming a PI, well, that's probably not going to happen. The numbers are not in your favor. But having a PhD is wonderful because it opens a lot of doors. And if you want to do many other science-related jobs, having a PhD is obviously a plus. And even if you're not going to science, well, lots of consultants, they value having people with PhDs because they know they are problem solvers. And in consultants, well, that's their day-to-day -day job, to solve problems. So having a PhD is always an asset. And this is it for 2019. I hope you have enjoyed the episode and I can't wait to share great new content with you in 2020. So stay healthy, keep investing on yourself, and keep tuning in every Thursday to hear new stories and get new ideas on how to carve your career path. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Papa PhD podcast. Head over to papaphd.com for show notes and for more food for thought about non-academic postgrad careers. I'll always be happy to share inspiring stories, new ideas and useful resources here on the podcast. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to always keep up with the discussion and to hear from our latest guests.